Welcome to the LMD Podiatry Podcast. Trust us to get back on your feet. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren DeBakaroff. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of the LMD Podiatry Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Wolf, and I'm joined by none other than your host, Dr. Lauren. Dr. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And yourself? I am doing really, really well. Uh, I took took up your advice, went and got myself a pair of uh, quality running shoes. Brooks ran my first 5k this weekend so i'm on that i'm on that runner's high if you will so i'm doing great yeah and i'm i am i'm excited to get into this because uh kind of keeping in theme of the topic that we had last time we were talking about running obviously and uh you know some of the problems that can cause on the feet wanted to see if you can go a little bit more in depth about common sports industries uh and problems related to the feet why don't you start off there yeah, I would love to dive into that. Um, you know, I see a lot of sports injury at, on a daily basis in my office. Uh, bottom of the foot pain, top of the foot pain, toe pain, ankle pain, leg pain, calf pain, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's uh, it's either one or two reasons why it happens. It's either like a weekend warrior syndrome where someone who's completely out of shape just goes and, you know, runs for a few miles and then they're just everything is just falling apart they're spraining and tendonitis and fasciitis and all these kind of things and they're in a lot of pain or it's someone who is an athlete and they just have this type of excessive wear and tear of a specific joint or a specific tendon or a specific structure of their foot and they come in with pain and inflammation and things like that okay so i, I i'm i feel like i'm kind of at least personally, in the middle of those two things, right? Because uh, I, I am kind of transitioning into more of the athlete, and I, but I am noticing a lot of these, you know, minor issues coming up. So, in terms of, I, I guess it just goes back to what, like for like stretching. Um, so, uh, right. So, in in general, you know, if you want to, so I would like to delve first into prevention. So okay. I just told you what causes these injuries, right? You know, you step wrong, you know, how to prevent those injuries, right? So if you're like, uh, it also depends on the sport. If you're like a rollerblader, an ice skater, a runner, something that requires like repetitive, you know, one-sided motion. Sorry, there's a, a horn deep inside. Um, like repetitive one-sided motion. You want to make sure that like, the shoe on the inside is very well padded. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> you want to make sure that the shoe on the inside is very well padded, um, you know, so you don't get any blisters and things like that. Uh, if you feel like part of your foot is tired uh, at the end of your workout, you know, you should come and get evaluated. You might need some type of insert, something to correct your foot so you don't overuse a certain part of your foot. Another tip that you can do before and after, um, you know, you know, you want to you want to stretch, you know, calf stretching, arch stretching, toe stretching, all those things before and after your run or whatever you're doing, and that really does prevent a lot of injuries. And as I always say, you got to warm up, right? So you, that's kind of what you should be in your warm up. You need to, you know, just stretch a little bit, stretch different parts of your legs. Uh, your arm, you know, people will stretch their arms too. Um, but when it comes to 
that type of sport, you know, any type of sports injuries, you know, just the stretching before and after uh, and wearing the right shoes, you know, properly uh, protecting your skin, protecting your joints, you know, that's important for preventing all these things from happening. How, how often should, or how long should one dedicate to stretching before they get into, I mean, I'm sure it obviously depends on how intensive you're going to be working out, but generally speaking, like for me, again, I keep going back to me because it relates to what I'm doing now. Your foot. For, yeah, for running, like before I get, because I typically what I do is I'll, I'll I'll take like you know a minute maybe and do some toe touches and maybe some calf stretches, but I feel like I'm not doing doing it justice. So, uh, How long should I be dedicating stretch, before I go? A proper stretch is twenty seconds minimum per structure. So if you're stretching your calf, you want to spend a minimum of twenty seconds per leg. Okay. And then I would alternate about three reps, like three, three reps on each side. So 20 seconds on the right, 20 seconds on the left, 20 seconds on the right, 20 seconds on the left, and one more time. Uh, it's a total of two minutes, not even. So okay. not, not, you know, and if you want to stretch other structures like your toes or your, or your arch or your hamstrings or your quads, you know, it, it's 20 seconds to get a proper stretch. Okay, good to know. What are probably the most common types of inju injuries you typically see come through? Uh, so the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, related to like sports injuries and things like that. So the most common thing that I literally see in my office every single day is plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. fasciitis. So, I know of plant plantar warts. I've never heard of plantar so fasciitis. Plantar just means the bottom of your foot. Ah, that makes um, sense. Fasciitis. So there is a structure on the bottom of your foot. It's called the fascia. It's the band that holds up your arch. And unfortunately, it doesn't stretch. Um, and a lot of people get this, A, from having a tight calf and hamstring, and B, from wearing the wrong shoes. So one of the most common causes of plantar fasciitis is a tight calf. So what happens is if you walk for three miles or run for a mile and you did not stretch before, what happens is when the calf is too tight, your heel works extra hard Over, to bring it all the way down yeah, to the yeah. floor. And then what happens is the plantar fascia or the band, it gets these little micro tears. And that's why it's called fasciitis. It's just inflammation of the arch caused by that micro tearing because the heel doesn't have any give. And you're not, ha you don't have a long enough leg to bring your foot all the way down because everything is so tight. Okay, so somebody shows up in your office with plantar fasciitis. What are the common treatments for that ailment? Um, talk a little bit about the therapy. So typically, you know, I do, you know, we do, depending on how severe the inflammation and pain is, I do a series of two to three steroid injections to the heel. Um, anti-inflammatory medication, you know, similar to a leave and Advil, uh, a lot of stretching, a lot of icing, shoe change, arch support, you know, things like that. Um, pads, heel pads also help at that, at that stage. And, um, you know, and then it, the other thing that I sometimes recommend if someone is extremely tight, 
uh, there's this um, splint, a stretching splint that I give the patients. Um, and what that does, it actually helps you. It's like a device that you put your leg in and it stretches you for an hour a day. And, you know, I teach you how to crank it and everything like that. It's for people that just never get a deep enough stretch. So there's different ways to, to help this kind of move along. And it takes about a month, month and a half for it to resolve when, you know, when it initially happens. It's very common practice, you know, amongst all other podiatrists. Um, there are more holistic things to try, you know, that, you know, the, the whole goal, you know, is to get rid of the inflammation because mm. you do have the micro tears in your arch and they're only going to heal if you take away the inflammation. And the best way to do that is to not use your foot. But we can't do that today because everybody loves to run to Publix and run after their kids. And I can't stop anyone. <laughs> I, I, I stopped running after my kids several years ago. If I'm being real with you. Smart. <laughs> I had one guy. I had one guy. He tripped over his kid's toy and tore his Achilles. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's that's no good. That's my, my brother recently, he was playing basketball. He's like, I think he's like 28 now approaching 30. And he basically ripped, I, I think it was his Achilles and tore it like very, very badly to the point where he almost, you know, he just keeled over, almost, almost passed out from the pain was out of commission for months upon end. So that's no good. So uh, speaking of that, right. The Achilles, if somebody shows up with a bad, a, a bad situation for the Achilles here, what, what's typically the, do they, I guess they have to do kind of some kind of surgery to kind of reset it. How does that? Yeah. Um, it depends how big the, if it's a sprain, I usually put them in a boot. Okay. Uh, if it's a tear, I always recommend surgery. It's always better to directly, you know, primarily repair the tendon. Basically that just means to sew it back together. Ooh. But when you do that, you have your, you're in crutches for about six weeks. Now, to prevent that from happening, right? So when Stretch. someone comes in with Achilles tendonitis, right, um, which is the tendon in the back of your leg, a lot of times people have that tendonitis again because they don't stretch. The calves are tight. It's usually, you know, I see it in the older. It, it, it ranges from young to old, but it, it's it's just it's the epidemic of immobility you know people aren't working out they're not mm -hmm. active they're not you know going to the gym even kids i see kids with like the tightest calves ever um it's because they're sitting and playing video games all day long you know and and and, and i and then they go and they do pe and then they get injured and then whereas other kids do not you know so it, it's all kind of related you know it's very you would have never your calf would have never gotten that tight if you didn't, if you were more active, you know, if you, you know, went to the gym, went for a walk, stretched at home, went to the yoga studio, you know, just did something, you know what I mean? So um, that's kind of where a lot of the issue, it happened a lot during COVID, you know, all these people were getting injuries because they were, they were like, oh, let me go out for a walk in fresh air instead of isolating myself. And that's when they would get, you know, they, they got all these things, all these problems happening. Yeah, off, often does come back though to just, and, and not just what you do, and, and most things when it comes to taking care of yourself, preventative care, right? Just doing the doing the daily habits, doing the things that most people just don't like to do until you get hurt. You're like, oh, I should have should have prepared better for that one. I mean, I'm 
I'm I'm a I'm at fault for this too. Yeah. Why? You know, like I know I have to stretch every day, so I'm like I never stretch. So how do I? I incorporate it into my tooth, uh, my brushing my teeth. I incorporate. I have to incorporate it into my routine. You incorporate stretching into it, so you're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, so right? like so you're brushing and doing your calves I, at the same time. <laughs> I programmed it in my head that when I brush my teeth, right after I finish brushing my teeth, I stretch for like I I do like 20 seconds uh, about two or three times on each leg. So I got in like two minutes of stretching in the morning, and then I usually I do it at night. Sometimes I'm tired, I forget, but. I know that the second I don't stretch, my back hurts, my feet hurt. So that's kind of where I'm at, you know? So it's also about like educating the patients long-term, like can this, can I fix your problem? Can I make your heel pain and your leg pain go away? A hundred percent. Can it come back, come back? Yes, it can always come back. And you, but you have to do self-care, you know, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, for for sure. I know you also wanted to talk. I don't know how any how this applies to um, the things we've been discussing, but I know you wanted to touch upon regenerative medicine a little bit before we wrap yeah. up. Yeah. So just to to hit on that a little bit. So what I just described is when someone initially comes in with you know plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, and they have that initial sprain or strain on their tendon and fascia, and you know sometimes what happens is uh, the patients wait way too long before they come to my office. And then I have diagnostic imaging in the office, like an ultrasound, for example, and I can see that they already have like a ridiculous amount of scar tissue in those areas. And I already know that they're not going to respond to the regular pills and, and shots and things like that, steroid injections. Um, which is why, you know, for chronic injuries and chronic tendonitis and chronic fasciitis, things that you know, have not responded to the traditional conservative measures. Um, there's a whole new area of regenerative, regenerative medicine. Um, a lot of doctors are doing it. Uh, I do it in my office as well. And what it, what it is, it's, it's ways to reheal the area, uh, and bring, uh, I guess, healthy new cells to reheal the area and fix it. So when something is chronic, you have to put it into an acute phase and get it to reheal again. And I do that with a combination of shockwave therapy as well as stem cell injections. I specifically use Borton's jelly injections. Um, and it's yeah. like stem cells that are harvested from umbilical cords uh, okay. that are donated by you know women's placenta. Um, and it's all like totally legitimate and safe. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And I really see how it really helps the patients who've been suffering pain for many, many years, um, when they don't respond to, you know, the regular steroid injections and, and Advil and ibuprofen, for example. I have to ask you, cause I had a guest on the good neighbor podcast recently. He's uh, I don't know if you know, Dr. Mark Jaffe, he's a rheumatologist. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're, so we're buddies. All right. So he told me we were talking about stem. I asked him if he does stem cell treatment in his office. He said, I don't do stem cells here. He said, but what we do uh, for certain issues in the knee, there is a material, a jelly that comes. This is so funny. The clip from the podcast was funny. He said, the jelly from the comb of a rooster. 
like the red thing on the top of the head of the rooster, there's some uh -huh. kind of material in there that's that's found in small traces in the in the body already. And sometimes when that when there's friction or when it wears down, they'll take that and actually inject it over a series of several months into the knee. And he's had a great success with that. So I don't know if you ever heard of that before and whether or not yeah, that applies to the feet. You can harvest it from a lot of different things. Okay. So, you know, so, so it's not just the rooster. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's harvested from human tissue. Sometimes it's harvested from pigs, you know, in this case from roosters. And that's the first time I've ever heard of that. I should talk to you about it. <laughs> Very interesting. Wow. It was very, very interesting for sure. He's a funny guy. I, I love Dr. Jaffe. Yeah, he really is. So yeah, we could probably do, we'll definitely talk more. We'll do another segment for sure, or, or several on, on regenerative, regenerative, regenerative medicine. And because that's a whole nother topic all into itself. So um, anything else you want to share before we wrap up? No, I just want to let everybody out there know that there is, there are solutions to your pain. And if you have pain, you know, just know and feel in your hearts that there is, there are people out there that care, that can help you. And uh, that's really what the Good Neighbor Podcast is all about, right? Absolutely. Connecting people, community, supporting local businesses, all that good stuff for sure. So Dr. Lauren, always a pleasure being in your company. So I will... Uh, Bid you farewell and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you guys on the next episode of the LMD Podiatry Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the LMD Podiatry Podcast. For more information, visit DaveyFootCare.com. That's D-A-V-I-E FootCare.com. Or call 954 680 7133.